Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. Guys, I am excited about our guest today. Our guest today is a big time achiever. He is. And I'm excited to get to know him a little bit more, get to know about his background. Um, One of the things I love about Chris is he's an entrepreneur, but also I see him doing a lot of great things in the community, uh, impacting the community um, and also impacting and influencing leaders. It's one thing to impact and influence followers. It's another thing to impact and influence leaders. And I, I see Chris doing that in the community. So Chris Garrison, welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate the invite. I'm excited to be able to have the opportunity to talk to your audience. Um, I've I've been a fan as well. I've I've listened to the podcast. It's a great podcast. I've uh, followed your personal story and and seen your influence, and that was one of the things that also um, was some extra encouragement to to uh, kind of follow those same footsteps. Um, just you know, to be a giver, uh, have that giver's gain mentality. 100%. That's awesome, man. So uh, for those that that listening in, um, Chris, is, he'll tell a little bit more about his story, but he's an entrepreneur. He has a big time cleaning company. They do commercial and residential. He's also an investor. And also, uh, it sounds like he's getting into motivational kind of speaking or uh, personal growth things. And he'll t- talk to us about that. And I think that's exciting. But Chris, that's kind of where you're at right now, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this point. Yeah, so you know, growing up in my in my parents' home, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, always had his own business, so that lifestyle wasn't foreign to me. Um, it just seemed normal. Um, I got out of out of my parents' home at uh, left at eighteen. Um, did a traveling ministry uh, for about five years and lived in some um, government housing during those five years met my wife uh, in that ministry, and uh, got married at 20. Um, Three months later, uh, she was pregnant, so we had our first child. Um, Almost two years later, we had our second child, and all of that was in early 20s. Um, I thought I was old and and knew who I was and was mature and ready for marriage, um, but in re- and, I, and I thought I was mature for my age at that point as well. But what I realized is I was re- really just discovering myself in my 20s. Um, and so was she. So we had a rocky marriage um, from 20 to 30. We ended up um, ending in a divorce. And those 20s were financially straining and stressful, relationally straining and stressful. Um, I had two kids that were dependent upon me. And instead of them being a joy, um, they were an obligation to me during that period of time. So it was kind of a dark period. I dealt with some depression um, because I was unhappy. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're spending, <clears throat> when you find one day of happiness out of seven of the week, um, it, it doesn't really encourage you to look forward to another day. Um, and when I finally got to that point and I hit age 30, and me and her looked at each other and, and we said, I've got nothing else to give. And she said the same thing. That's when we decided, hey, it's best for us to part our ways. And I came out of a church background. So divorce was not necessarily something that um, was smiled on. Uh, it was frowned on. So um, I felt like a failure in that aspect of it. And then mentally, I, was, I just was depleted. I, there was no self-confidence because of the last 10 years journey that I had done because there was really no wins in my bag. So when I hit 30, I said, something's got to change. I'm sick and tired of being broke. I'm sick and tired of being broke financially, mentally, um, relationally, in every aspect of my life. And I hopped on YouTube, um, but I was ready for change. That was the key to, to everything that has brought me up to this point in life where I am now. And I got on YouTube and looked up motivational speeches because I needed something to lift me up, something to give me a reason to push. 
and I came across um, a guy named Grant Cardone, and he was in uh, the marketing sales space and also in real estate. And he was putting out inspirational content on his YouTube. Um, so I was grabbing that inspirational content and he was giving me nuggets uh, that was telling me, you know, massive action. If you want change, then you got to change something in your life. And it was just um, basic foundational pieces that was going to help me uh, completely turn around the life that I had been living in my 20s to a life that was worth living. So I picked up um, Grant's uh, information, Ed Milet, um, Tony Robbins, uh, Jim Rohn, um, Les Miles, you know, those type of influencers. And I, I just ate on it all day long. Anytime that I was not in communication with someone else, I was eating on this content and it was changing my thought process. It was changing the way I acted, um, the way I spoke. Everything about me began to change because I put the right influences into my life. I remember very distinctively one of the biggest key points that I took away early on when I started um, digesting this content was take responsibility for everything that's in your life. So before it was like this woman, my ex-wife now, had all the problems and I just couldn't be my good because of her problems. But that mentality of taking responsibility for everything changed my thought process there. And I said, you know what? I should have been man enough and I should have been um, secure enough and confident enough to been able to say, this is not how we're going to do it. We're going to have to do it this way. <clears throat> and I shouldn't have allowed someone else to influence my emotional state so much. Um, I adopted that mentality of take responsibility for everything. And it's like a, a switch turned on the light in my life. <clears throat> and everything just kind of came in alignment after that. It was like a domino effect. <clears throat> so I started changing my routine up in the mornings. What I did, I put implemented physical activity, going to the gym first thing in the morning. I set a routine time to get up and I got up when my alarm went off. Um, I applied myself to my finances through work and I said, okay, I know I've got to do this to produce this. And regardless of how much I don't enjoy going and doing a certain activity, I'm going to do it because I know that's going to get me to my next level. So I had a, a disaster cleanup company that I started. It started as just a, a floor cleaning company. I took $500 and um, I took a lot of uh, time spent studying on the internet so that I could find how to maximize my $500 that I had. And <clears throat> I uh, purchased the system, went out knocking on commercial doors because I knew that would be reoccurring revenue. And I went after uh, restaurants because I knew they had to because of all of the spills and um, uh, the, the nature of the atmosphere that takes place in a restaurant. So I thought if I could get so many accounts coming in monthly where I knew on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I'm going to show up and I'm going to um, apply my service and then I'll have income coming in that that would give me a foundation to cover my bills. So I built it that way. And then I began to start networking, plugged into a uh, group called BNI and um, business um, um, what is it now business, business network international. yeah international there you go thank you so bni was um uh, uh the next step and then i started learning the the power of networking even more so one of the things i took away from grant was he talked about build your social media presence he was you know his first nature was the marketing sales side <clears throat> and that pushed him into real estate um so I took a lot of those practices and I began to say, okay, a uh, couple of times a week, I'm going to post what I'm doing. So I would take pictures of these dirty floors and in the processes of the cleaning where you could see a night and day difference in the, the carpet color, I would take those uh, photos and then I started doing videos and I didn't do lives because it was still very uncomfortable for me. And I was still getting past that insecurity of what people would think if I mess up and, and say something wrong. So I would take video clips off my iPhone and then I 
after about 30 clips, I would finally have one that I would feel secure enough to post and I would post it on my business page and my personal page. And what I learned is brand yourself and brand your business if you have your own business. So I would say, hey, this is Chris Garrison with Absolute Cleaning and Restoration. I'm here cleaning this carpet at a restaurant and I just wanted to show you guys what it looks like before and what we can accomplish when you hire the best. Um, if, if you've got this situation, please give us a phone call because I want you to experience the absolute difference. And that was my little tagline, experience the absolute difference. So I try to incorporate that every time. Well, what I found out is people love to watch nasty things get cleaned because <laughs> it was extremely dramatic to the eye to see this transformation. And that was one reason I loved it. And I was able to really grow this business from just a carpet cleaning business off a $500 investment into a seven figure um, um, gross revenue company each year. So after I sat there and um, after I sat there and took that, that beginning start of 500 into that seven figure revenue, I was able to start hiring help and build a team. So as I began to build the team, then it freed me up to start pursuing other avenues of income. One of the things that you will find out as you begin to study high um, achievers and very successful ultra wealthy individuals is they don't have just one revenue stream. <clears throat> They've got multiple revenue streams. And at a point, their money begins to, begins to make them new money. They stopped trading time for money and they began to deploy their money to make them new money. And they're problem solvers. Um, they don't chase after money. They chase after solving problems because when you can solve a problem, you're able to bring value to the marketplace. And when you bring value to the marketplace, someone out there is willing to pay for that value because it's solving a problem in their life and it's taking stress away and it's allowing them to enjoy their life even more by you bringing this solution. So I got absolute built up to the point to where now I had roughly about 15 employees. But what I found was I was the bottleneck because I was the one that was brought all of the questions because I didn't have systems and processes. I didn't have key performance indicators so that they would have a goal to hit and they knew they were doing good or they weren't um, achieving what they should based off of these key performance indicators. So I began to hire business coaches because I realized I didn't have all the answers and I needed some help. And all of that to say, building a network is one of the most important things you could do in your life if you plan on going anywhere far. I heard an old proverb um, from someone in my network, and it said, if you want to run fast, you run alone. But if you want to run far, you run together. You run with others. And I truly, I truly, truly believe that is the gospel right there, because as I have grown my network and I have had um, the mentality of if I stand out in the sunshine and you stand out in the sunshine with me, it takes no sunshine away from me. Wow then it allows me to go further because now I don't have to be the expert on everything. I'm able to come in with my unique ability and bring my offering. And then I can join up with Corey and Corey can bring his unique ability and we can go much farther and grow much bigger and expand much larger so that we make a bigger impact in our marketplace, in the, in the environment around us. And that's really where I'm at at this point. Now that I've gotten these systems and, and operations and I've gotten my team fairly stabilized with absolute cleaning and restoration, and I've started being able to go to these events um, that is, is kind of a, they're masterminds. That's the key word at this point, um, something that's popped up in the last few years. These masterminds are paid for masterminds, and it puts me in a room with other individuals that are very driven, that are very focused on hitting their potential in life. And it's energizing, but not only is it energizing, it's, it's building up a, a larger team 
and this team doesn't necessarily work for me as W-2 employees, but they are partners in the effort of life. And it's allowing me to accomplish so much more. So I've been able to get into Forex trading, which is foreign exchange where they arbitrage um, within minutes um, a, a one currency trade to another currency trade. And it makes me money 100% passively. I would have never have known about it if I had not been in the room with these other um, high achievers and I had not made that investment in myself by paying the money to put myself in that room. And I want to take a step back and say that the biggest and best investment that you can ever make is in yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody else is dependable as much as you will be for yourself. And as soon as you began to focus on self-development, and pour into your mindset, pour into your relationships, pour into your financials. Um, at that point, you will see massive growth and the return on investment is higher than any other return on investment in any other thing that you could put your efforts or your money or your time. And that's, that kind of brings me to another point. One reason why I love getting in these rooms and networking at these masterminds is I'm able to rob time because I'm able to pull from other people's experience that is above and further in the journey than I am. I mean, they say time is the most valuable thing that you can have and there's no more of it to, to, to take from. So you've got 24 hours in a day, which means you filled that whole 24 hours, whether it's sleeping, playing the Xbox, watching TV, um, uh, developing yourself, whatever that case is, all that time's filled. So if you're going to place something new in it, then you've got to remove something out, correct? I mean, if we're going to if we're going to put something new, something is going to have to fall out. So for me to be able to to um, really provoke speed in my life and make up for my lost 10 years during my 20s where I wasn't doing self-development and wasn't focusing on my finances and relationships, then I have to leverage someone else's experience because I don't have the time to do that education and that self-development and, and learn all of those skill sets. So I would come to Corey and I'm going to say, Corey, man, teach me how to do public speaking. What are the key points that's going to allow me to get my message across to, to my listeners so that I can have the highest impact when I do take my time because time is so precious and I stand in front of this audience. And that's what I do with these entrepreneurs. I say, how did you get into real estate? Because that was a passion of mine. Because I, I saw that everybody wealthy was in real estate. And I thought there's a reason why these ultra wealthy individuals have their hands in real estate. So what is that reason? And I began to learn from all of their experience, they were being able to tell me, well, you got tax um, savings, you get appreciation, you get depreciation because the government says this house is going to fall apart in a matter of 27 years. So we're going to give you depreciation based off a 27 year period. And you get a little bit of that every single year to write off on your passive income. And then I get the appreciation because inflation, we print money every year the dollar loses its buying power, which causes inflation. So the dollar loses buying power, but assets increase in value because it takes more dollars to purchase this asset now. So I got up appreciation. Then I get the debt pay down because my tenant in my property is paying my mortgage off. That right there is building my net worth. And then I get cash flow because I'm a smart investor and I've been taught how to be a smart investor and I'm able to purchase this property and after all expenses have leftover income from the monthly rent each month. Now that's additional revenue stream from my personal life to be able to go invest it, to go spend it at the beach, whatever I want to do. So those four highlights and uh, are, are what brought me into real estate. And I was taught that by individuals that have already been experienced real estate investors. They also taught me how to do creative financing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to sit here and scour YouTube and Google for hours. All I did was ask, how do you buy a house when you don't have money to buy a house? And they said, oh, it's easy. 
you go to the bank or you ask individuals that is in your network, your friends, your family, your church members that have extra money, that's not making any money at the bank. And you ask them if they want to partner with you and they can make more money with you than they would have got at the bank by having their money sit in a checking account. Mm -hmm. Then I learned that, hey, there's also things like subject to, I can go purchase a house and leave that person's mortgage in place and they can sign the deed over to me and I just make their mortgage payments and I never have to produce any financials and, and, and credit worthiness to a bank to get my own banking. There's so many ways and I was able to grab this information because I was in the right room because I understood the value of a network. And I do that on a daily basis at this point. I've structured it in as a habit and that's what it really boils down to. Anything that you want in your life, you make time for it, you do it consistently and it becomes a habit. So in the beginning, almost all things suck. Going to the gym is going to suck. Your body's going to be sore. You don't want to get up out of bed if you're a morning um, gym guy or gal. And by the time you want, just in the beginning, it's just awful. But you want the results from it. So that's your motivation. But after a while, it becomes a habit and you don't have those immediate, oh, I've got to get up out of bed because you've trained yourself to say, bam, I'm going to the gym and I'm about to feel amazing the rest of the day. And I'm getting the physique and the health that I want because of the effort that I'm putting in. And once you do those things consistently, they become habits and you don't have to think about them and exert as much energy to put them into place in your life. So that's kind of been my journey, Corey, is I'm, you know, I came and I, and I see, I heard Tony Robbins say, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. I think it was Tony Robbins. And I've seen how my, what I would call my dark years, my twenties, how that has propelled me. And that happened for me because I have such a motivation to grow and to be so much more because I never want to go back to the way I felt. I never want to experience those feelings again. Now, do I have failures in life in moments? Yes. I have my moments of failures. You know, I might make a bad decision over here, or I might not be able to control my response or emotion in a certain um, uh, uh, environment at some point, but it never becomes consistent in my life because I make sure that I keep I've changed the environment that I live in. I want to change in my life. So I begin to build this environment in this world that cultivates good, positive energy, good, positive results and opens good, positive doors. And because I have built that environment around me by making sure that I've got a good morning routine, that I've got good influences in my life, that my network is full of good um, individuals that spit out positivity and not negativity and excuses that, um, I, I have structured my finances to where they're producing positive things. And I've disciplined myself in the way I spend so that I'm not spending all of my extra cash on a bunch of non uh, revenue producing assets, but instead I buy revenue producing assets first. And then those assets purchase my, my, my toys, uh, as one would say. And that, that environment now has me at a point to where last weekend, I didn't, this past weekend, I didn't work at all. I, I enjoyed my family. I've got a um, 16 month old now um, with um, my wife that uh, I married uh, around, I think it was 33. Baby, I'm sorry that I didn't call the number out correctly if I didn't. But I, we, we, I, I was 33, I believe, when we got married and she wasn't supposed to have kids. And then all of a sudden she uh, got pregnant. And so we've got a 16 month old little girl and I enjoy her 100% of the time because now I've got a solid foundation that I stand on. My marriage is amazing. My, my relationship with my kids are amazing. My finances are growing every single day. I've got a, a business that I'm proud of that does great work. I've got investments that are growing and I'm at a position now to where I have fed myself enough through self-development that I am able to give out because an empty vessel has nothing to give out. 
So if you're trying to make an impression and help someone else, but you don't have any help for yourself, you're not going to be able to help them. They're going to drag you down. But as soon as you begin to do the self-development and build yourself, you will start to overflow and you won't even try to give out. The overflowing will touch those around you. And that's kind of the feedback I get at this point because I just, I'll hop on social media. I'm big with social media. I believe everybody has a story to tell and everybody should utilize this platform that's 100% free through Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Um, I'm sure there's some other uh, TikTok. Uh, if, if they will just plug in, get past their fear of, of, of judgment from individuals and give themselves, let themselves be genuine and authentic and show others their story, they will begin to build a brand for themselves and they will begin to impact others. Because one thing that is very hard to find nowadays is uh, uh, genuinity. I think that's a word. <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds really yeah. good. So <laughs> if you can bring genuine to, uh, to the face of someone, they are going to soak it up all day long. Because what you don't realize is people will relate to you. They relate to those experiences. Like I just told you my 20s, you know, I, I had a failed marriage. I didn't enjoy my kids because they were obligation. I made bad decisions and I was broke because of those decisions. Um, I was mentally broken and physically broke as well. You know, all people like, hey, I feel that I was there or I'm there right now. And then they see where you're at and instantly they have encouraged, encouragement because they're saying, well, if he could do it, I could do it. That, I, it's kind of how I got in real estate. I mean, I met some idiots that are very successful in real estate, but I was yeah. like, man, if this dude can do it, I know I can do it. Surely I can. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, life, life is such a, a great journey if you allow the correct influences into your life. That is the determining factor of whether you're going to be in, uh, one of those that enjoys their life or one of those that scorns life itself and just says, man, how much longer is it going to be? Um, it, it, it all, it, it, it's all based off of what influences you allow. Yeah. yeah. And I love your story because there's a lot of people who may look at you or even anybody else and see where you're at right now and think it just happens. <laughs> and no. it doesn't just happen. There's a lot of intentionality there. And, um, there's amazing things that, that happened in your story, I, I think is really incredible. A couple of things I, I thought of, as you said that, you know, you mentioned Jim Rohn, where there's a quote that he says, it goes along with your story there. He says, you know, people are going to suffer one of two pains and it's the pain of discipline Man. or the pain of regret, you know, looking back and saying like, I should have, I should have. And uh, there's one other thing I wanted to, wanted to touch on. I have a couple questions wherever you want to go with it. Um, you know, you mentioned the the videos on YouTube. <clears throat> I love your videos on, uh, you know, your um, the cleaning ones were the very first ones I started watching. Yeah. And they just draw you in because you like you said, they're there's something nasty or dirty. And it's like, yeah, it just yeah. Sucks <laughs> it. It's like, what's going to happen here. And uh, you're right. And it's pretty awesome. Um, I know through being uh, Rodney and Rodney would share a lot of the videos and is yeah. like, you're mesmerized. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and, and here's some of the feedback. Cause I've, you know, the, the people that are around me, especially my BNI group, I've pushed for them to try to uh, utilize that platform and that um, avenue of marketing. And uh, some, some of the comments I'll get back is like, well, yeah, but I don't have that type of uh, stuff to show. And I'm like, if you can find anything that's visually inspiring, people are going to stop as they're scrolling through their feed and watch it. And they may not even click on the video. So that's why you want to make sure you put something that highlights the video content in that thumb tag right there. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer. You don't have to be an owner of a business to brand yourself. So I'll give you an example we took um, the headshot of my coordinator, 
which is the one that answers the phone and does all the scheduling. We took her headshot and we highlighted her on our business page and spoke um, about how efficient she is in her attitude and how she brings joy to the conversation when our customers call in on that initial uh, phone call. And she had another company locally reach out to her and offer her another job at a higher rate than what we were paying her. So there's two things that took place here. First of all, I understood the power again of social media and branding yourself. Second of all, I also understood that I better make sure I'm at top of game if I want to keep A players on my team. Otherwise, someone's going to come in and snatch them up. And she didn't take the job because of the culture that we have here. And she felt like this was a better position. And she also understood she didn't know if the grass was greener on the other side or not, even though there was a pay raise there. But she said, can you believe they called me and reached out to me? And I said, that's pretty amazing. I said, but at the same time, that's very powerful. The fact that uh, one post branded you and made you more valuable to someone else. So W-2 employees that think they're very insignificant, if you will sit there and promote yourself on social media, you never know what avenues of opportunity will open up because you're building value in the viewer's eyes of, your, uh, of yourself. So that is why I am such a proponent of utilize social media to make sure that you are branding yourself so that opportunities will show up because it doesn't matter where you're at in your situation. It, 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 it will benefit you more than what you'll ever be able to dream it will. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I struggled for a long time doing the same thing you did, having a hard time actually posting, posting it because I was so worried about what other people would say. And yeah. a couple of things that, that helped me with that. One, I had to I had to trick my mind. I would say, you know, I'm going to do this video, but it doesn't mean I have to post it. Right. I, I, right. I, it doesn't mean I have to post it. If I mess up, I don't have to post it. But then the other thing that really helped me was <clears throat> when I'm worried about what other people are going to think, it's all about me. And if I'm really there to add value or to serve other people, then it's not about me. And I heard a great quote the other day that kind of goes along with this. It says, if you don't live for the uh, praise of men, then you won't die by their criticism. Yeah. So, you know, for me, making that mindset shift of one, I don't have to post it if it's not any good, but two, it's not about me. It's about adding value to other people. Um, I was able to get over that for myself, get over so myself, honestly. Yeah. Here, here's something I heard Grant Cardone say about it. He said, you ain't made it till you have haters. Oh, okay. And that right there by itself was enough for me to say, you know what, if I'm getting, if I've got hate coming in about what I'm posting, then I know that I'm making an impact. And until I reach that point, then I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was very, that motivated me to, to go ahead and make my post. But again, dude, I made, I, I'm serious. I would probably take 20 videos and be like, finally, there's a good one. And then I would post it. So you don't have to do the Facebook live and the Instagram live in the beginning, just take some video, get comfortable with it. And I do believe videos better than pictures. Um, and then put something visually um, inspiring in the background. So sometimes I'm just standing in front of my, wrapped vehicles that have my branding because there's something for them to look at and read instead of a, a wider gray wall if I was sitting in in um you know a room uh so there's always something just think you know what what would you like to see what would you be interested in and what would stop you uh from scrolling so that you would listen to the content yeah you know uh you, you've talked a lot about associations and we talked to anybody who's got kids, you know, well, you don't need to hang out with that person or that's somebody you need to hang out with. And there's a reason why we say that. But I think a lot of times we tend to think as adults, you grow out of that. And uh, that's not the case. It's always true. And there's one thing that you said, you kind of just went right through it, but it's a very, very powerful point. You mentioned those mastermind groups and being around other people and you mentioned if I was around Corey, I would ask him, you know, if I wanted to do public speaking, I think being prepared for whenever you go into those rooms, have the questions already in mind of what you want to know with the people you're going to meet. I mean, that's to me, that was another shift 
it's interesting as you go grow up, you know, in your leadership or in your influence and those kind of things, um, the things that you learn and the things that you do. And that's one of the things that I've done recently is, as I know I'm going to be around those, what are some questions that I really, really want to know? What are some things I really need to know from these people? So, yeah, um, one of, one of the things on the masterminds, um, that I struggled with, and I feel like probably most do is I've always heard bring value to the table. If, if you want to be in someone's network, you need to bring value. And I was like, man, when am I bringing a value when I come in to these real estate masterminds or these business masterminds, maybe I have a little more value from business because I got a little experience there. But when I was brand new on real estate, I was like, I've got nothing to bring. And I heard one of my mentors say this, and it, it puts, puts it back on social media, but this is an easy way to start getting into someone's network so that you do have that opportunity to ask those questions. Is he said, how many, how, when you make a post on social media, how many people will just hit the like? And how many of those likes do you remember or notice? But how many people comment and how many of the comments do you notice and remember? And so he said, if you want to add value, simply get on their post and don't just like it or scan past it, but make a comment. If you don't have something to say, then throw the fire sign, the spaceship sign, you know, the flex uh, arm, whatever it is. And I instantly, it set me free because I was like, this is how I add value in my own little way, because that fuels the poster to keep posting. So when I come into rooms, I'll make sure that I'm getting their social media uh, when I find it. And then I start adding value in that way uh, after I've met them so that I can let them know, hey, man, I'm watching you. I'm following you. And then they start taking notice. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. Um, you know, I, I would really like to hear, too, about I know you were talking about in your 20s when you were going through, you know, that that season of your life there. And was there a specific moment or was it just a culmination of all the things that really is like, I've got to change here? Was there one specific event that kind of triggered it for you? Um, I, you know, you hear people, especially like on a, on the addiction side of things, you hear people say, well, they haven't hit rock bottom yet. And I wasn't an addict. That's not what it was. I, I literally would maybe work 20 to 26 hours a week um, at a job. So that's why I was broke. Um, I, I, I was just making bad decisions on a daily basis. And I think after, I will say this, man, I've got some stamina because I went 10 years before I decided to make a change. <laughs> it was just the wrong side of the equation. <laughs> but after 10 years of just simply being broke and, and uh, having, you know, there was an argument every day. I, I just never, I never could find a place of um, performance that allowed my relationship and that marriage to be happy. Um, and I, I think I hit rock bottom, dude. I, I think I just finally hit that rock bottom to where I said, I'm, I'm broken all aspects of my life and something has to change. And as soon as I cut away an influence in my life that I knew was not ever going to be a positive influence. I was able to focus on myself and move forward. And that's when everything started changing in my life. So uh, you got to, you got to get so disgusted with your life that you're willing to put the effort forth to make the change. Because if it's not a life or death situation in your mind, then most of the time you're going to do it casually. And then you're never going to see the results that you should see because you're casual about it. Mm -hmm. um, but as soon as you become dedicated and it does feel like life or death, that is when you're going to put the effort forth and you're going to be consistent and you're going to see the fruits of your, your efforts at that point. Yeah. It's interesting. I like how you said life or death situation where it's that important. You know, my situation is slightly, slightly different. Um, I didn't know anything about business. Uh, and uh, we, we had a business that was going. And the moment we hired our first team member was that that's what it felt like was that life or death situation of like, man, the decisions I make now, I've they're affecting somebody else. else's family now. I, I really <laughs> need to grow. And, and you know, and that that was it for me. So that's a, that's I, awesome, man. 
I, I fully understand that. And so here's when I hire now, <clears throat> I ask them, what are your responsibilities? Are you married? Do you have a car payment? Do you have a house payment? Because I know those responsibilities, excuse me. I know those responsibilities are going to, um, are, are going to require them to show up. If they've got a wife sitting at the house, they're going to get out of bed in the morning when they don't feel like getting out of bed because the wife's going to kick them out of bed and say, you got work you've got to go to because we've got bills to pay. So there's something about um, having a, a certain amount of pressure on your life to make sure that you perform when you don't feel like performing. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a question there uh, for you, Chris. So say there's somebody out there listening and maybe they're in the same situation you were in when you were in your 20s and if you could like one small, simple step, if you had just like a Kickstarter, what kind of recommendation would you have for them? Man, I, I would, I would say everybody's got an iPhone. So hop on YouTube and soak in as much motivational, inspirational stuff as you possibly can, because it, it's all, when you start listening to these influencers they all say the same thing just in a different way and you never know which person is going to say it a certain way that's going to click in you and and provoke change um so sit there when you're driving when you're sitting down at night get up early in the morning if you need to get away so that you can have some of that long time and begin to pump in the correct influence and take away those nuggets that are the basics in life that allow you to better yourself. I think that is so key too, man, that what you're allowing in through your eye gate, through your ear gate and who you're hanging out with, because um, I do a a teaching on likes and mindset and I was doing some research for it. And um, one of the things I found was that people have between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. I know that's a wide range, but wow. there are a ton of different studies. And it's like, well, let's just give it a range. So between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day. But the, the thing that really stood out to me was that on average, the average person, 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts they had the day before, which are the same thoughts wow. they had the day before. And, and if you're not mindful of what, what you're talking about, being intentional, what goes in, you're just going to keep thinking the same thoughts and you said something else too. Something's got to change. And if, if you don't make the change, then nothing's going to change. So yeah, yeah it's good stuff. Yeah. I'd like to also say, you know, one, one of the things that I um, felt like I was constantly on a, a search for was financial freedom. And so many, so many of the general population are financially illiterate because that's how we were trained. You know, we're trained to, um, to, to go to school, to um, work hard in school and get good grades, then go to college, work hard in college and get a degree. And then we get out of um, our schooling and we plug into a job and we go to that job and we perform our task. And then we live below our means and we save what we can. And then we go experience life at retirement when we don't have our time taken up from work because now we've hopefully saved enough to do that. But the problem with that is our inflation in the economy kills your savings and you're 65 typically at retirement and you've lost some of your better years, all of your youth. So it, it's a damaged, it's a damaged way of living life and at this point, my thought process is learn a skill set very well, bring that skill set to the marketplace. And some skill sets do require all of the college education and whatnot. But a lot of the skill sets don't necessarily require the college education. You can get out and you can be a um, tradesperson doing HVAC, doing electrical, doing plumbing. And they're making over a hundred an hour. And that's only a trade school that you can go in, do a one to two year program and you're out and you don't have that 50,000 plus in uh, student loan debt at that point. Um, learn your skill set, 
live below your means, and then take that money and deploy it into revenue generating assets. Also, use the you use leverage. Leverage is a very strong word that most people think is um, deadly to their finances, but leverage will allow you to scale. And here's the example. I can go to bank, let's say real estate is the asset that I'm, I'm trying to purchase because it's going to generate me revenue and I put a tenant in there to rent. I can go to the bank and I can leverage the bank's money because my plan is I'm going to go in and buy it at a discounted rate. I'm going to buy something that has need for rehab because it's ugly. It was maintenance deferred and nobody wants it. So that allows me to find a discounted buy on this purchase. And then I'm going to purchase it with bank money. I'm going to rehab it with bank money. I'm going to rent it. And then I'm going to go back to the bank and I'm going to get an appraisal value. And I'm going to pull out 80% of that money based off the appraisal value. And when I pull out that 80%, if I bought it right and I rehabbed it right, I get all of my money back and hopefully I get some additional money that's in profit and it's not even considered earned income because it's borrowed money from the bank. And I'm going to take that difference and I'm going to go buy me another property. Now I've got down payment for my next property. That is leverage. It's utilizing someone else's experience or a resource for your own benefit. And they're going to benefit as well, but you're going to be able to benefit from something that you didn't have. And that's something that is not taught. And I didn't learn that until I got in the rooms with these individuals that were fi uh, financially literate in a very high way. Um, and those are the skill sets that you really want to ultimately begin to learn. Because when you understand how money moves through the marketplace, at that point, you will be able to put your hands on it. And money doesn't solve all problems. And money doesn't make you happy but you can have a much happier life with money compared to without money. And you can also begin to move things around you and influence things around you for the better when you do have money, because we do live in a money society economy. Mm -hmm. um, so f get financially literate and study and try to understand what leverage means. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I love that. I, I was actually going to talk to you about uh, where a good starting spot is. And I think that's perfect. Learning what that is, her, learning how to use that. that that's amazing. You, you talk about um, my very first job. I was 21 out of college. I was working at a um, kind of like a nursing home type place as a physical therapist assistant. And I remember a lot of the conversations I had with those people that were in there. You talk about elderly and uh, there were so many of them, almost every single one of them, their story was very similar. Me and my husband or me and my wife, we worked hard. We, we saved all of our money. We didn't go anywhere. We were going to save for retirement. And as soon as I retired, I ended up here. And I remember talking to my wife. I was like, that is not what we're going to do. I love those people, but we're going to live now. I'm not going to put off life until later, uh, we're right. gonna now, you know, and uh, that's awesome. So, so Chris, man, you have added a ton of value. I just noticed that the time right there, man, the time's going by like that. And I want to be <laughs> respectful of your time. And, you know, if there's somebody listening that one wants to know more about the services you guys provide with absolute and, or if maybe it's like, you know what, that's my guy right there. I love everything that they say. And I, I want to maybe reach out to him about, possibly coaching me or how do I learn from him? How do, how do people get in touch with you, Chris? So I'm on all the major social media platforms, Chris Garrison or Chris Garrison 84, depending on what platform you're on. Um, I've also got a Facebook group uh, called bigger vision. It's free to join. Um, we've got over 800 members in it uh, currently today and we drop a ton of content about mindset, business, and investing. We do weekly lives with um, other individuals, and I leverage their experience onto my platform for you guys when y'all plug in. Um, I've also got a podcast called Bigger Vision Podcast. Um, you can get that off of any of those platforms. Those come out every Monday morning, a uh, new episode, and that's Mostly at this point, just me communicating um, through the mic on that, just 
a lot of mindset and self-development because that's where it all starts at. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can check me out online as well at www.mybiggervision.com. And that's where we've got all of the plugins for the podcast. It also tells a little bit about our real estate investing. Um, and if, if you're interested in real estate, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to share the knowledge I have. Um, if you're not interested in trying to be an operator in real estate and you just want your money in real estate, then I also have opportunities for individuals to plug in, place their money with me, and then I can give them a double digit return on their money. And I do all the work. They can sit back, focus on what they want to focus on, and their money can make them new money. So um, there's three ways to be in real estate. You either bring a deal, you operate the deal, or you bring the capital to purchase the deal. And right now I'm in the first two. And eventually the goal is to be the one that's bringing the capital because that's the true passive income at that point. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Love what you're doing. Love, love the transition that you've made. And I know through your story, you're going to be able to impact so many people too. And I just think that's great. So at mybiggervision.com, you guys, we're going to have all the links in the show notes there. Feel free to reach out to Chris and check out his podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe. I know he's got some great stuff on there and stay up to date on everything that he's doing. So Chris, man, I, I appreciate the impact that you've made. And the, uh, man, dropped a ton of good stuff. So I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to, to get to have you on today, buddy. Dude, I appreciate you. And um, thank you so much for letting me um, have, have your platform for uh, a little bit to share my story. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You added a ton of value. With Thank you guys for taking the listen. Make sure to uh, subscribe. Uh, that way you can stay up to date on any of the new episodes that we have. Also, make sure to click some of the links below. You can check out Chris, follow him. Uh, I'm part of that bigger vision. I'm, I'm usually just kind of scope it all out, but there are a ton of quotes, a ton of good information that just random people. Chris does some, but there's a lot of other people that share their wisdom and insight as well. So that uh, we'll have those links in there too. So I appreciate you guys. I hope it added value to you and I hope you guys have a great day and God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback, and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?